followed by thyroid hormone replacement therapy, but began to develop blisters and swelling in her feet, which is a problem for a sprinter. At one moment, she was barely able to walk at one point, and so had to crawl or be carried around. Doctors, meanwhile, even discussed the possibility of having to amputate her feet. Fortunately, once she stopped the radiation treatment, she was able to resume training and return to competition in 1991. She claimed the silver in the 100-meter hurdles at the World Championships in Tokyo and reduced her personal best time to just over 12 seconds. Her career went from strength to strength as she went on to win the Olympic 100-meter gold in 92 and 1996, world 100-meter gold in 93, and world 100-meter golds in 93, 95, and 99. Strength to strength. A few weeks back, we had our kids' club, and the theme was God's ultimate Olympics. One of the things we talked about was just as how the world's athletes must overcome hardship to finish their race in order to win. So every believer in Jesus must endure hardship to finish the Christian life well and receive a reward from Jesus. There's an outline today if you need one. The ushers have it. You can raise your hand if you didn't get one when you came in. At the top of that outline, I put the scripture that we're going to be looking at today, which is Hebrews 2, verses 1 and 2. And I'm going to read that. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run aside with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Of faith, excuse me. Just like the world's athletes face hardships, pain, and difficulties in their desire to win a medal, believers in Jesus also face many things that can hinder us from finishing the Christian race to heaven well. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 shows us some things that we as followers of Christ must overcome, hardships that we must overcome to win the rewards from Jesus. It says again, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. So what I'd like to do this morning is take a look at four points inside that piece of scripture. The first one is this. Remember other believers who have finished their race are rooting for us to finish well. It says in Hebrews, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Past Old Testament followers of God who have finished their race well are cheering us on. Let me read some descriptions of them for you from Hebrews chapter 11. Listen to the faith that they had as they endured through many things. Now faith is the insurance of things hoped for, 
the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the men of old gained approval. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death. By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, he went out, not knowing where he was going. In verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself received the ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even regarding things to come. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph Joseph, and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. By faith, Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she had welcomed the spies in peace. The writer of Hebrews says, And what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell you of Gideon and Barak and Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. From weakness they were made strong and became mighty in war and put foreign armies to fight. Others were scourged, endured chains, imprisonment, stoned, went about in sheepskins, goatskins, and destitutes. And all of these, having gained approval through faith, did not receive what they had promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. These people are in heaven. They have finished their race well and they are cheering us on to live by faith like they did, to press on, and to follow God's ways to the end. Number two, put aside anything that is hindering us from living faithful to Jesus. Anything that is hindering us from running our our race well. What kind of things could that be? For each of us, they could be very different. They probably are very different. But we all have things that hinder us. Sometimes it's sin that easily entangles us. And all of these can prevent us from finishing well. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, and 25 gives us some encouragement in this direction. 
Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. There can be various trials that attempt to get us off track. But the scriptures tell us to exercise self-control in all things. Do not let the sin that easily entangles you hinder you from living faithful lives to Jesus. First Peter 1, 6 and 7. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Do not let the stress of various trials hinder us from living faithful lives to Jesus. Do not let the stress of trials hinder us from running our race well. Number three, keep going, persevere, get back up and follow the course ahead. Persevere. From Hebrews it says, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. What is the course laid out for us? For each of us it may look a little different. How would we know the course laid out for us? God's word and Jesus' example. We need to run with endurance the race that is set before us. The fact that the scriptures tell us that we need endurance tells us this is not a sprint that will be over quickly, but a long race that will require endurance. One perseverance story from the scriptures themselves is the story of Job. His example is one of extreme pain and sorrow. Yet through it all, Job Stay true to God and true to his faith. Job was a faithful man, blameless and upright. He served God and was a diligent follower. But Satan wanted to prove a point to God that he could break a man's will. So he asked if he could torture Job, and God allowed it. The only restriction God placed on Satan was that he could not take Job's life. In the course of one day, Job was told by different servants that all his belongings, all his possessions, all his livestock, and his ten children had been killed or destroyed by natural disaster or by thieves. Despite all this, Job still praised God, even in his sorrow. Next, Job was afflicted with terrible skin sores. 
And yet he persevered and praised God. In his grieving and in his illness, Job's friends came and sat with him. Despite their terrible advice they offered him, Job still praised God. But soon even his praises turned to questions. Job questioned how a just God could allow such terrible things to happen to him, even to a faithful servant. Well, God eventually intervened and implored Job to be brave, realizing the power of God and how to overcome by it. Job recognized God's true character and accepted his own faults and his own constraints as a man. Job also intervened for his friends, and God had mercy on them, despite their horrible advice. God then had mercy on Job and restored his health and his possessions, granting him twice as much as he had previously had, more children, and a long, prosperous life. Job's story is about a test of faith and a great example of perseverance. Even in the darkest of times, through death and turmoil, questions of faith and questions of God, Job was faithful, and he trusted God's plan. Job finished his race well. Hebrews 10, 34, Hebrews 10, 35, and 36 say, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. That's Hebrews 10, 35, and 36. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. Paul is another great example of perseverance in the New Testament. With an incredible conversion story, going from killing Christians to becoming one, Yet after his conversion, he became so on fire for the Lord that he faced many trials and many persecutions. He details some of them in 2 Corinthians 11. His persecutions and trials looked something like this. He was imprisoned repeatedly. He was flogged. He was exposed to death again and again. He received 39 lashes five times. He was beaten with rods three times. He was pelted with stones. He was shipwrecked three times. Paul shows us what it means to persevere in faith. His letters in the New Testament are a great example of perseverance in the Bible that we must follow. Paul, through it all, finished his race well. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17 say this. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17. Therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us Eternal weight of glory far beyond comparison. 
Therefore, we do not lose heart. Jesus tells us a parable of a widow in Luke 18. It's another very good example of perseverance in the Bible. It details how a widow goes before a judge who doesn't fear God or man. She pleads with the judge to right a wrong that was done to her by an adversary. He refuses. She continually pleads with him to do so. And after a while, he caved. And even though the judge did not fear God or man, he avenged her wrongdoing because she eventually wore him down. The parable goes on to highlight how God will avenge his children, believers, even more swiftly than an earthly judge. When we continually cry out to God, he hears us. This is a story to show us that persistently pleading with God talking with him, praying and persevering in faith will reap his rewards. He hears our prayers and he listens to his children. Take heart, brothers and sisters. God hears us. This example of the perseverance by a widow is told to show us that whenever and whatever our problems are, even if we think they're too little or too big, for God, that they should be lifted up to God daily. He wants to hear from us. So we should bring them to God, who is mighty enough to solve them. So point number one was, remember other believers who have finished the race are rooting for us to finish our race well. Other believers are rooting for us to finish our race well. Number two, put aside anything that is hindering you from living faithful lives to Jesus. Put aside anything that entangles you and could prevent you from finishing the race well. And number three, keep going. Persevere. Get back up and follow the course ahead of you. As our examples of Job and Paul and the widow, persevere and follow the course ahead of you to finish your race well. The fourth point is this keep our eyes on the goal, Jesus. From the Hebrews verse, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. How can we get distracted from living as a follower of Jesus? How can we not? So many things pushing each day for our attention. So many things attempting to move us off track. So many things pushing at us, grasping for our attention moment by moment and day by day. We must keep our eyes on the goal. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says this. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things here on earth. 
We must keep our minds set on the goal. Romans 8, 5, and 6. Romans 8, 5, and 6. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind is set on the flesh, which is death. But the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. We must keep our minds set on the goal, which is Jesus. Isaiah 26.3 You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because they trust in you. We must keep our minds steadfast on the goal, Jesus. Number one, remember other believers who have finished their race are rooting for us to finish well. They're rooting for you to finish your race well. Put aside anything that is hindering you from living faithful lives to Jesus. That's number two. We must put aside anything that is hindering us from living faithful lives to Jesus. Number three, keep going, persevere, get back up. That, el- that air felt so good when it kicked on, but now it's blowing my papers all over. I wasn't expecting it. I'll just carry them. Keep going, persevere, and get back up. Follow the course that God has put ahead of you. And number four, the most important of all, we must keep our eyes on the goal. We must keep our eyes on Jesus. When we finish our heavenly race well, we will receive a crown from Jesus. This was one of the main verses preached last week, 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8. And I even told Steve afterwards, who preached last week, I said, this congregation needs to hear about perseverance and finishing well. because I already knew what this message would be. When we finish our heavenly race well, we receive a crown from Jesus. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8 says this. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Jesus himself is the ultimate display of perseverance until death. He was born and lived a sinless life and taught us how to live by his example. He persevered through the agony of the cross, gave his life For a sinner like me. And offered the most perfect example of endurance as he finished the race of life perfectly. Jesus is the ultimate example of perseverance in the Bible. His story throughout the Gospels shows us how to persist through adversity, through pain, 
sorrow, mountaintops, and valleys. If we follow Jesus' example, we will run our race well. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. And we thank you for Jesus' example. And we thank you for all the other examples in the Bible of perseverance, Lord. We pray that you would grow our faith today, Lord. That we would remember that you and other believers are cheering us on. Lord, that you would help us to persevere. That you would help us to put aside things that hinder us, Father. Father, that you would draw our hearts and our minds to focus only on the goal of Jesus Christ, Lord. Help our focus to be there and keep our minds steadfast there. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. is to be faithful in giving. Uh, I've been encouraged since I was assigned to count the money for the church that the church has been faithful in giving and uh, we're grateful to God for that and we just um, as as the men uh, collect the offering or you can uh, place your offering in the little box in the back of the auditorium here or you can uh, give online if you're so inclined. So let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for uh, the opportunity to give back to you, Father, what you have provided for us. We thank you that we can participate in the work of uh, the gospel, Father, that we can give. And that um, We pray that you would use these gifts, Father, to the furtherance of your kingdom. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.